Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Football Attic Kit Podcast. This is episode 11, I am Chris Oakley. How are you? You alright? Good. I, I'm, I'm ple- I never really ask you, How, how's your mother? How's <laughs> things been? All good? Oh, and uh, Rich Johnson's on here as well. Hello, Rich. Hello. 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 Marvellous. <laughs> um, we're back again, and uh, apologies for the extra week delay um, for reasons... You don't need to know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we're sorry we were away for an extra week. It couldn't be asked. <laughs> uh, let's think of an excuse. Uh, Christmas shopping. That's yeah, what it was. yeah, it was Christmas uh, shopping. Yes. It was Santa. It was the Grinch. Yeah. He stole Christmas and he stole our <laughs> podcast. What a bastard. He stole our recording. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, that, well, that works. Yes. Damn, you, damn you, anyway, Jim Carrey. Yeah. He can be blamed for lots of things, actually. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, I think the sole responsibility of this podcast will be uh, simply our own. Um, but uh, anyway, um, nice of you to join us again. And, well, this is, uh, in many respects, a, a Christmas special, certainly a Christmas-themed podcast, because uh, this will be reaching you with a matter of just a few days to go before the uh, the Christmas season is upon us. Is it already upon us, I suppose, if we're sort of halfway through December? I don't know. I'm talking <laughs> crap, aren't I, already? You're right. We're only that, two minutes in. Are you okay? Are you tired? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I am a bit. Jingle um, bells, we like kits. We're going to talk about them for an hour and a bit. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Good. there we go. That's, that's the jingle for the week. Jingle <laughs> of the week. There's another jingle. <laughs> Good. I tell you, you're just, you, you don't know when to stop this creativity flowing out of you, do you? Da, 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 da. I'm loving We're kits. We're loving kits. <laughs> hey. We need to do that as a, a like a harmony, but not now. <laughs> not right now. No. Oh, no, no, no. And then we'll get sued by Mackie oh, Well, yeah. Um, we can't have that. No. Uh, where else am I going to get my food intake from? <laughs> um, anyway, enough of this nonsense. Um, yeah, this is basically as close as you're going to get to a Christmas special. Um, we are going to be talking about football kits as always uh as always we have a main topic of discussion and we sort of thought well how can we get christmas into this podcast it's you know maybe we have to look for football shirts that have got some kind of strange holly design on them but we thought mm, probably be going to be doing a lot of research for that and not actually finding anything um and then you know maybe shirts worn by players with a kind of christmasy name like you know johnny christmas Dave. Johnny Christmas, Dave Tree, um, Alan Mistletoe, but we couldn't find any of those names, unfortunately. But Rich, I'm pleased to say, has come up with an absolute whizzer, a, a real firecracker of an idea. Uh, we'll be telling you more about that and going into our main discussion a bit later on. And uh, also, of course, we've got another kit-off vote for you and the result of the last one. But before all that... It's kit news time. Rich, what kit news have you got for us? I was just trying to remember if we'd done a jingle for kit news. I think we did, but I can't remember what it is. Um, I can't remember. Da, 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 da. Kit news. <laughs> news. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here is Works the kit news. Kit news. <laughs> um, anyway, shut up. Uh, right, so uh, the first lovely, lovely shirt that we have here is the Club Nacional 2017 Home. Now, I think we saw this on, uh, was it Twitter or somewhere? Or it might have been in the uh, mm. Facebook group that we're in, um, which was focusing primarily on the lovely Umbro taping down the sleeves. Well, the, the shirt itself is is a very um, sort of tailored by Umbro design uh, in style. It's a plain white shirt with the uh, Club National badge in the blue and red. 
the Umbro Diamond logo is in red, and that's pretty much it for the shirt. Um, nice little collar on it. Looks very, very... It does look very similar to the, I guess, the England 20... Uh, I would say 2009. 2009 shirt. Um, but again, like I say, it's got the Umbro taping on the sleeves, which I think Mr. Shaky pointed out as um, like the like the England shirt in 2000 had. Um, mm. And it's very, very nice. It, again, it's one of those typical Umbro tailored by style watch shirts that's very, very plain, but just looks amazing. And I'm all, I am a massive sucker for white shirts with blue and red on, like proper primary blue and red colours. Really nice. Yeah. It's lovely. I absolutely adore it, actually. It's just you've got a lovely sort of small, small kind of <coughs> flappy collar, if you might, uh, if, if you choose to call it that. And as you say, white taping running along the sleeves on the white shirt, which um, it's one of those things, reverse logic things that we discussed on the 50 Greatest Football Shirts Ever series. Um, we were talking about the, I think it was the tenth sponsor logo, wasn't it, on the Celtic shirts and the Rangers shirt, if I'm trying to remember. Anyway. Um, it was during the 50 Great Shirts series and um, one of those things where it's the, the colour that it's produced in is the same as the background colour of the shirt and so therefore you have to kind of look a bit closer to find it but once you see it you think wow lovely kind of it's like reverse logic you have to look harder to find it but it is there and um, I think it's a terrific shirt and the, I think the Umbro logo in red complementing the, the badge and the sponsor logo and tell which both in blue it just works beautiful lovely shirt that indeed uh yeah what else is on the wires we have bologna who are releasing a third kit um which um now we were discussing before we start recording that, that there seems to be a lot of third and fourth kits in italy and there's sort of especially your kind of limited edition uh type shirts in fact i'm, I'm pretty sure there was a team uh, last season that had it ended up with about five shirts which is ludicrous because <laughs> they had like a first shirt second and third and then they had like a i think they just had an actual fourth shirt which was for some reason and then they released a limited edition shirt which was effectively yeah a fifth shirt for god's sake <laughs> uh but the bologna third shirt is very very nice it's just kind of um it's not really black it's more like a charcoal gray but at the bottom of it is a sublimated print of the the tower in the stadium and it just looks really nice. I might have to buy this actually looking at it. It's very, very nice. Um, and also the nice little touch, the, the collar is uh, two-tone. As in, it's split down the middle between Bologna's blue and red. And then you have blue and red um, like cuffs on the sleeves. It's very nice. It's, again, and sort of the Macron logo on the sleeves that they do, that awful logo, it just kind of really mm. makes it look cack. But yeah, absolutely gorgeous shirt. Me wanty. Yes, very nice. That, um, that uh, I do like the sort of half and half collar there, half blue and half red. That's a nice touch. One of the things Macron does well. Um, I, I've said it before, really. I have a bit of a problem with a lot of Macron kits, and I say that as a West Ham fan. They did a, a couple of West Ham kits not that long ago, and I found them a little bit underwhelming. But this is a nice one. So well done, uh, Bologna. Uh, now, um, not long after the last podcast, there was a leaked image appearing on various websites of the Barcelona 2017-18 shirt. Now, um, I don't know to what extent we have to believe that this is true, but it looks feasible enough. But, um, well, I mean, what can you make of this? Um, I mean, I, I kind of like it, but it's quite stark. Basically, it's your usual blue and red sh stripes, as you would find on, on a, a traditional Barcelona shirt. But... 
the stripes in this case, let's say the red stripes on the blue background, are of varying widths. And um, it's different. I'll give you, I like the fact that it's got a sort of a, a different original kind of approach. But it's a bit like, I don't know if people remember the West Brom shirt from, oh God, I can't remember now. Going to say around about 1999-ish. I might have to confirm that. But that had sort of slightly squiggly stripes, blue and white stripes for West Brom. And, um, but in different widths. And this is what that reminds me of. But it's red, obviously red stripes on a blue background. Um, your thoughts, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> That's my reaction. I don't A like spokesman it. said. Me don't like it. Um, I don't know. I just think it's fun. I, I, I was saying just before we started recording that I, I'm not a massive fan of Barca shirts. I love this season's. I think it's really nice. And to be honest, I think it's one of the best Barca shirts that I've seen in a long time. Possibly even one of the best ones of all time, actually. And I know it's based mm. on an old shirt, you know, so, but, it, but I think the execution of it's really nice. And I just, I don't know. I just think this just looks horrible. I mean, I, mm. if this is to be the shirt, then I, the one, the one redeeming feature is they haven't used yellow on the collar or something, which I always think looks really just doesn't work. But mm. I don't know. I just think it's over busy. I think the problem is trying to change. I think it's, I, do you know what? It seems to be a team, uh, teams with stripes seem to really suffer with constantly changing designs. And we've talked about this before because there's only so much you can do with stripes. Newcastle have the same thing. You know, it doesn't matter how many times Newcastle change their kits. It's like you're still dealing with black and white stripes. Whereas at least if you don't have stripes in your in your kit, you're kind of not held by having to have stripes. I mean, Cov, for instance, you know, mm. alternate between stripes and plain shirts all the blue in time. But if your identity is a striped shirt, there's only so much you can do with it. And And I think it's a real challenge for kit designers to come up with something new every single year. And... I don't know, it's, I'm not a massive fan, I just, yeah, don't like it, to be honest. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Um, it turns out I was well out on my guess of the uh, West Brom shirt that I was talking about. I was at the was wrong it about end of the 92? 90s. It's correct, yes, 92, Ooh. and in 92-93 it was made by the Albion Collection, but the following year it was exactly the same kit, effectively, but made by Pilada, who uh, then went on to do a th- another kit the season after that. So sort of between 92 and 94, that kit with the squiggly stripes. But um, yes, correct for two points, Rich. Hooray! For a follow-up. I know, we haven't got time for that. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so uh, that was a leaked image. There's one or two others, but um, before we come to that, um, a new kit for Southampton, Rich. Yeah, a third kit, you know, and it's white. <laughs> It's you oh, know that's sold that then. It's still got the bra motif on it, which is quite funny as well because in the actual picture that we've got here, the guy's nips are on show, so it's just quite funny. <laughs> must have been cold that day. Um, but it also actually looks like the bra slipped then because his boobs are hanging out the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, it's a plain off their breakfast. <laughs> it's a plain white shirt with the Virgin Media logo and the the badge and everything else. Um, I, th- I suppose the thing, the biggest thing of note, is actually more the shorts and the socks. Because the shorts have got a nice little sort of broken line piping down the side of it, which makes it look like a kind of uh, early 80s uh, play mat for, with like a road <laughs> thing on it. Um, and the socks have got multiple hoops on it in red, yeah. which is quite nice actually. But the shirt itself is pretty dull and it's still got that stupid bra on it. So, And yet you could say, going back to that um, Nationale shirt that we talked about earlier on, that this has got sort of white features on a white background, slightly raised texture. So it's kind of trying to do the same thing in some ways but it's not quite got the same 
class to it, has it? No, really? and therein and therein lies the problem with doing that sort of thing. Is that you know the Club National one looks gorgeous for its simplicity, and this one just looks boring. Yeah, um, as it is though, a white red white combo that uh, they've gone for Southampton on this third kit is actually quite nice and. Um, I mean, in essence, it would probably work quite well as a as an away kit. Um, however, obviously, you have still got the red and white color colors from the from the home kit. So, which is, I guess, why Southampton go for uh, rather starker contrasts like black, or you know, in the past they've had two tone blue. Going back to the sort of Kevin Keegan era, but as such, it is white, red, white doesn't look too bad to me. But again, uh, I quite like the hoop hoop socks as well. Again, how necessary is it? Because well, you know, that's exactly because their the home kits red and white stripes. And they're awake, it's black. Now, honestly, how many teams are going to clash with both of those? So how many teams mm. do you know where... I mean, I suppose the only thing you'd have is if you have another team... No, actually, no, that even won't work. No, this is crap. You don't need that third <laughs> shirt, Southampton. You're just milking it dry. I wonder if they'll ever even wear it as well, you know. But mm. that's enough about that. Anyway, next up, we have... <laughs> A, a pair of really rather nice kits, in my opinion. Uh, they are made by Rome, I think we've pronounced that correctly, and these are the Senegal kits, which I'm assuming will be, worn, uh, be uh, will be worn at the African Cup of Nations. I'm assuming Senegal have qualified there. I don't actually know. I apologise. Um, uh, but the home kit, I think they're basically they're they're trying to do a puma, in in my opinion here, um, because they're they're basically taking shirts and and having quite funky designs. There. Actually, it kind of more reminds me of the um, Hummel ones that they did for Zanzibar and oh who was the other one they did they did a really nice one uh, ah that's going to Sierra Leone I think it was um, mm-hmm. um, so basically what you've got is a plain white shirt with an actually I've just noticed yeah it's got an offset sleeve the the left sleeve uh, is it's got like a kind of very very thick green band on it which I quite like actually that's quite mm. a nice little design feature and the, whereas the other sleeve doesn't have that that's nice actually um, and it doesn't it go does. all it does it's basically not a, a, re, a green sleeve because it doesn't go all the way up to the shoulder it's just literally like it's almost like a massive captain's armband on it uh, but the main mm. feature is in the uh, three colours of red uh, gold and green or red yellow and green I suppose it is uh, is you have what is is that a lion or yes I think it's a lion isn't it because that's their it symbol uh, basically a massive roaring sort of almost like an abstract art lion coming in from the, the right hand side of the shirt which i think looks very very nice indeed what do you think chris yeah lovely uh, two great shirts actually and uh i think you're you're right to make a comparison with puma and their usual approach with uh, these things especially the african shirts um yeah lovely as you said i don't know if it's a tiger leopard um something something along those lines a sort of head well i'm, I'm guessing by senegal's crest which looks like it's a lion head um it's a yeah. lion but it's yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. They're like they're just as I speak. I find myself on the Wikipedia page, and their nickname is Le Lion de la Taranga, which is Lions of Taranga. So it's a lion, folks. That's what it is, a lion's head, and it's wonderful. Done in a lovely sort of almost uh, sort of impressionistic style, uh, red, yellow, and green on on a white background, and then the the, the green chain change shirt. Um, it's got a sort of what you might call, I suppose, like an ethnic sort of pattern that goes across. The uh, the top of the chest in a sort of curved motif with a bit of yellow and red um, striping on the on the cuffs. Lovely, very nice shirt. I don't know too much about Romai, um, uh, but I mean you can't can't criticise their designs for these two. Senegal are in the uh, 2017 Africa Cup of Nations, so we will be seeing those kits there. 
And of course, you can expect us to do a bit of a preview of those kits nearer the time, won't we, Rich? We will indeed, although I mean, I think we've covered quite a few of them. We've covered the Puma ones, I think, already. Oh, yes, true, yes. And they're very nice. Actually, yeah. that's, that is one thing I do like about the African Cup of Nations. I, and I don't generally watch it because it's sort of not in general. Well, to be honest, I don't really watch football at all these days, but I just watch the kits. But um, I think the African Cup of Nations generally has quite a lot of very nice kits. Um mm. Unless it's got an Adidas logo on it, in which case it's probably really dull. Or a Nike logo. Basically, Puma and anyone else that does kits for it generally produce quite interesting ones. Anyway, enough of that. Right, next up, what the hell is this, Chris? Uh, I believe next on the agenda we have Orlando Pirates. Um, uh, South African team, as if you hadn't already worked that one out. And um, they've brought out an 80th anniversary third shirt, um, which is a... Uh, I suppose you could call it a shade of peppermint green with a kind of um, sort of tartan um, striped effect on there, kind of like a shadow pattern in a slightly darker tone of green, which actually I find quite pleasing in a way. Um, uh, it's, it's, I suspect it's not going to get worn very often because it's an 80th anniversary shirt, but uh, is it the sort of thing that's likely to make its way into your collection at any stage, Rich? Uh, no, not really. I, I quite like it. <laughs> I just, it's, you know, it's, uh, what it reminds me of is it's like someone went to, uh, Marseille, ran about 2009, was it? Something like that. 2009, something like that. Um, and then bought a load of kits and then left them out in the sun. Um, because uh, they, I think Marseille had a kit virtually the same as this. Uh, quite a few That's the one I was ago. trying to think. I was trying to rack my brain, thinking, "Where have I seen this yes. before?" And you've just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, but it, that was obviously in in a sort of blue color. Um, in fact, I think yes. I yeah I have that kit. Um, and and this looks very similar in design. I mean, obviously it's tartan, therefore it will always look similar in design. Whether it's I mean, it's, it's probably not the exact same thing. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's it's nice. It's you know third shirt or 80th anniversary thing is it's all right it's just i don't know there's just something about it, it just doesn't meh 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 it's quite nice and i think it's a nice shade of green actually because ordinarily as we've discussed on previous podcasts um teams that go for green they either go for a darker shade of green or they go for sort of nigeria 2002 off the scale hardly can hardly see it kind of uh, pale green but this is a nice nice shade of green <coughs> Um, even if the sort of tartan effect isn't uh, completely original, but of course, because it's following the current Adidas template, it does have the three Adidas stripes going down the sides of the shirt, and I think that might sort of make for an interesting extra bit of detail. Um, but uh, you'll have to wait and uh, see that, and uh, when it comes out, a bit well, I don't know when it'll be coming out. I suppose in the next few weeks, I guess. But uh, keep your eyes open if you're into the South African whatever it is Premier League thing. I, you can tell I'm a big fan of all across the South African football, I tell you. Every <laughs> yeah. moment of the day, I watch South African football. Yeah, I, I kind of let you flounder in silence there, because I, I literally had about, had about as much to add as you did. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for your support there, pal. Yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I watched you drown and just, eh, I'll just watch this a bit longer. <laughs> I could chuck him a line, but no, nah, it's quite funny watching him <laughs> uh, Right, uh, we've got a t- two rants coming up now from me, from my side anyway. Um Firstly, we we were going through. I'd, I'd just like to say that where we usually get our, all our kit news from uh, either football shirt culture or footy headlines. Um, so this is where we get all our stuff from. So we're basically just reading out their work. Cheers, guys. Um, <laughs> but then you know that's to help, we're helping publicise you. So you know because you probably need it. No one's ever heard of you. Ha ha. ha. That's obviously <laughs> sarcasm. Um, 
<laughs> but the, there's an article on Footy Headlines, which is about uh, Juventus's 17 and 18 kits, which, I mean, they... <sighs> Well, the actual article is about their fourth kit, and they might be having a fourth kit. Um, now, there's a couple of things about this. One, it means we already know the whole of the details of their 17-18 kits, which is quite early, considering we're not even halfway through this season yet. Um, but my my main issue here is the actual kit itself. Uh, the, well, not the kit itself, sorry, but the concept of it. Because according to this, their Juventus's 17 and 18 kits is the usual black and white striped home and away, a yellow, sorry, home, um, uh, a yellow, ho- what am I talking about, Chris? <laughs> it's, it's your turn to watch me flounder now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, start on your own. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, right, I'll start again. Black and white home, uh, the, a yellow away, and then they've got a nice sort of camouflage effect, uh, third, uh, in green, uh, basically bog standard camouflage colours, army. I guess. Yeah, yeah. army camouflage colours, yeah. And then there's going to be a fourth one, which is rumoured to be, uh, pro- predominantly white and a bit of black trim. Now, this is, oh, where, where is it? There's a reason for this as well, which I don't think I've actually taken from the article. Damn it! Um, it's supposed to be, oh, it's the 120th anniversary, so that, that's possibly the reason for it. Now, my only issue here is, yeah, okay, that's fine. Do, do an anniversary shirt, but why not have that as your third shirt? Purely because, who on earth is going to clash with black and white stripes, yellow, and camouflage, for crying out loud? Because that's <laughs> your three options you've got already. Who is possibly going to clash with uh, with all three of those that you could not wear, that you would need a fourth shirt? That is ludicrous. And okay, yes, it's for an anniversary, but that's just ridiculous. Come on. Come on, people. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> I just think that in in such situations, I mean, we've had you know 80th anniversary third shirt and all that. Okay, fine. If you want to bring out a third shirt or a fourth shirt, even fine. But let's be transparent about naming it. Uh, you know, just call it you know blatant rip off 2017 shirt, and then we all know what it is. And then there's no need to be ambiguous about this. You know, you can you, it's left entirely up to you as to whether you want to line those fine fur lined pockets of the club's directors in question. Sorry, go on. What was what was the next rant? Oh, the next rant. Oh, the next rant. Right. Now, this is, again, a similar theme. And speaking of themes, that will come into play in a sec. Um, right. This is the Bradford 4th kit. Now, I, I quite like the idea of the Bradford 4th kit because it's one of these ones where the, you can put your name on it. You can, you know, I think if you buy one, you get your name on it. I like that. Uh, it's also um, the proceeds of it going to funding their the Bradford City Academy. Fine, don't have an issue with that. What I kind of have an issue with again is the fact that Bradford having a fourth shirt. Now Bradford's home kit is their uh, very nice sort of. Um, I'm going to get in trouble here, aren't I? Amber and Amber and Claret. Claret. Yes, I was. I was actually going to say that. I just uh, you know kind of wanted to make sure I got it right. You know, what with saying wolves wear orange and, you know, Ninja. which, which they do. Don't be making you that know. mistake. <laughs> no, it's not a mistake because they do, you know. <laughs> um, so their, their claret and amber, um, shirt, the striped shirt, which this year is a kind of twisted shirt. It's almost like a multiple sash design. And then they've got an away, which I think is the, uh, the sash version. Uh, and then they've got a third, which is a black version of the sash. Nice. Well, what do you need a full shirt for out of that lot? You don't. Simple as that. And okay, if you're doing it to raise money for the Academy, that's fine. And I like the idea of having the names on it. But the actual shirt itself is basically a straightened 
version of their home kit. So, in other words, a, a typical Bradford shirt. So, it's just like, again, it's it, fair enough, if it, like I say, it's going to fund the academy, so there is actually, it's not like they're just pumping money into the club, but at least they've actually, you know, said what it's for. It's not just like to line the pockets of the uh, chairman or something. But again, really? Hmm. You know, at, at times like these, you know, where fans are kind of getting fleeced left, right and centre. Now, I don't know much about Bradford and their sort of ticket policy. They will probably find out they... You know, I think, actually, they, they have a pretty good ticketing policy. I don't honestly know. So I just think it's ridiculous. But what really annoyed me with this was that when me and Chris went to the website to try and find out <laughs> information about it, the bloody website has music pumping out of it really loudly to the point where I couldn't actually hear what me or Chris were saying. I couldn't hear my own voice over it because obviously we're both wearing <laughs> headphones. And literally, it started playing out of nowhere. I couldn't find the damn volume switch on the website to turn it off because there's no media controls anywhere. But the, the tab in Chrome conveniently tells me that it's playing music, but it doesn't give me an option to turn it off. Okay, because because being not in the, the mid-2000s, I'm not used to websites to start playing music at you again, like you used to get many, many years ago. And I wouldn't mind. I don't even know what the hell the music was. It wasn't like a Bradford, you know, sort of support song or something. It was just crap music. So, Bradford, please don't do that. It's really annoying. Yeah. I mean, you know, not everybody's on broadband, so that music playing <laughs> is not going to help those poor people that are on a slow connection, yeah? It's called accessibility. No, it's oh, called cat music as well. Not I could hardly find the link to the Blooming Club Shop. I mean, it was that, that poorly designed. Actually. Yeah. Actually, the link to the club shop was terrible. So, Bradford, sort your website out. Get that crap music yes. off and make their shop off. What? You know, I've never understood. I, I I often find this on football club websites. The shop link is really hard to find sometimes. Why would you do that? Why would you hide <laughs> one of your sources of revenue? Surely you'd want that right on the front. Basic yeah. marketing, what guys. Come on. Get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, Kit News for another podcast. Um, and... Uh, as we always, uh, it, it may, we may not always say it, but we certainly think it. And that is that if you have any kit news you want to put our way, send our way, uh, then uh, please do get in touch with us. We'll be more than happy to uh, uh, distribute your news to a wider world and a wider uh, listening public. I don't, I, I'm on a strange planet tonight. I tell you, I'm just trying to get the right words. I just can't seem to, yeah, focus. Focus, Oakley, focus. Right, Folkley. anyway. <clears throat> Folkley, yes. Um, anyway, that's kit news done. Um, we now come to our main topic this week. Now, in the past, as you know, we do like to take a competition, a tournament or something, and look at the kits in that. Uh, we've done other things. Last time around, we did a, a very popular, by all accounts, um, look at Hummel, one particular manufacturer, and some of their kits. But we thought, well, you know, it's a Christmas episode. What can we do? Well, Rich came up with a super idea, and that is that we're going to take... The Premier League, since it started, 92-93, and we're going to look at all the teams that were top of the league at Christmas and the shirts they were wearing, which I thought was wonderful. Um, you know, we could basically look at the champions from each season, but that would be boring, uh, as you may or may not know. Um, when Christmas Day rolls around, the team that's at the top of the Premier League is not necessarily the team that goes on to win the uh, the title. And so this is, as much as anything, a little um, memory jog for all of you listening in, uh, and to find out who was at the top of the table at Christmas. And, uh, of course, we're going to be looking at the kits that that team was wearing in each case. So, quite a few to get through here. We need to rattle through. So, let's go back to 
And, uh, well, the team that was at the top of the Premier League table in 1992, uh, Christmas Day 1992, was in fact Norwich. Norwich City. And uh, they actually ended up going on to finish third. But the kit they were wearing, Rich, of course, was very, very well known, really. And has, of course, returned to the public conscience um, because of uh, a sort of retro version, if you like, a sort of nod in that direction. The kit they were wearing... Uh, it was the one uh, made by Ribeiro. Yellow shirt, flecks of green and white with a green flappy collar. Norwich and Peterborough Building Society logo on the middle. And, um, I mean, that's, it's a classic, isn't it? And, and it, one of the, one of the greats in, in many ways. Or, or do you not share that view? No, I love it. I've always liked this kit. Excellent. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. Not so sure <laughs> about the away. Um, the home is a gorgeous kit. I, I do like the, the fleck one. Um, we had yeah. a very similar one for Cov, uh, not quite the same, um, but similar style. And I, I liked it at the time. I, I did. Got, there were some designs in the sort of early nineties when kit design went a little bit mental. Um, <laughs> there were some designs that were quite nice, and I do, I do like the Norwich one. And I think people have, I think, as you said, they, they're what's proved recently is that it's actually sort of uh, with the the third kit they had released recently that actually people did quite like it and i think they like the idea mm. of it like i say the away not so keen on <laughs> um I, well the, i tell you it, you'd be hard pushed to find a photograph on the web of uh norwich's away kit from that 92 93 season essentially it was a white shirt with a with purple jacquard sleeves and a sort of polo shirt sort of style collar in purple and uh, the the purple sleeves had this kind of strange lilac-y lavender kind of colored pattern but i don't know how you describe it sort of like a sort of squiggly pattern very nice but i can't find a picture anywhere of them actually wearing it on the pitch but that's probably because it's norwich so who again was the whole thing who are they going to clash with brazil you know yeah. it's like so so this is the thing norwich awake it's probably rarely getting out of, they probably do more so nowadays because obviously just people just wear the damn things for the sake of wearing it but I mean, hmm. yeah, like it's so it's white with a sort of I suppose it's like a paint fleck pattern almost like a paint splat pattern on yeah. the shoulder on the shoulders. Uh, basically, Cov had a a red away, which was that sort of same hmm. paint f- sort of splat pattern all over it. Um, again, um, I don't know actually. I think I think people quite like it. It's it's one of those ones that people either hate it or love it, you know, because there's no hmm. in between with it. Uh, but I, yeah, I wasn't so keen on the Norwich. I'm not massively keen on the purple, so mm, not pleasant. So and and did you mention that where Norwich went on to finish? I can't remember if you mentioned that bit. They finished third. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, but it was um, that was when they were really sort of hitting their peak. I'm sure a lot of people remember back then, and uh, a rare sort of high point for Norwich City. But um, was, that, was that when they I beat Bayern Munich? I was just going to say, if it, I think that might be the following year, because yeah. they would have, I suppose, they'd have qualified for the UEFA Cup, was it, or something like that? Yeah. Um, but um, but the following year, that kit, or that shirt, let's say, was sort of partly well, it, uh, for a while. It was um, Ribeiro, who were the shirt manufacturer, and then it went on to be sponsored or made by Mitre. So a bit of an odd one. That that was the following season, but in ninety two, ninety three, it was a Ribeiro shirt. 93-94, it had this kind of split um, uh, manufacturing situation going on there. But um, 
but a very distinctive design. I mean, it's not often you sort of see something. I mean, obviously, it's not to everyone's taste that kind of um, flecked pattern on the home shirt, but um, something a bit different, and therefore one of my favourites for that very reason. So, 1993-94, Rich, who's uh, top of the Premier League on Christmas Day in 93? Manchester United, um, who also went on to finish first that year. Um, was that their Was that their first? I think that yes. was their first sort of league victory for, and and then what sparked a string of blooming league victories at the time. Well, no, actually, um, would that have been the previous season when Norwich? Oh yes, Norwich of course. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah. yeah, you are right. Like, um, yeah. yes, because of course they won, they won the inaugural season, didn't they? Yes, yes, and this uh, is actually that's an argument I constantly have with my my boss at work because he always tells me that Leeds won the first one. I'm like, no, Leeds won the last of the non uh, Premier League. And he's like, did they? I thought they won the Premier League. No, they didn't. No, they've never won it. Yeah. Uh, so, Manu, uh, the home kit. Which one was this? Oh, it's the one with the uh, the, the laces, stringy on. laces on the collar. Yeah, um, quite a nice shirt. Yeah, not a massive fan. Um, it's just a bit, you know, kind of dull. And I did, again, I still haven't forgiven Umbro for stealing my laced collar idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I've mentioned on many a podcast before now. Very bitter. The wounds are still healing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this was the season where they had the uh, the Newton Heath style gold uh, as well. I keep saying gold, don't I? It's, well, it was gold, wasn't it? Gold and green yeah. third kit. Uh, their away was the the black one, the all black, which I, I think was probably was. I'm, I'm going to get corrected on this. I was going to say it was that possibly one of the first black away kits that sort of graced the Premier League because obviously the Premier League yeah. introduced. Um, green and red and yellow uh, referee kits rather than just the all black yeah. and I think this was possibly one of the first black away kits well it would have been I think and I've been doing some research on a sort of wider scale let's say and um, thinking that oh you know 1993 four, that's kind of when everybody started wearing black away kits but actually it's not the case far from it there were one or two that did but um, but not that many from what I've found so yeah, far. It, I think a lot of a lot of teams kind of they waited a few years just to see if it was going to be a bit sort of controversial for the, with the fans, and and then started bringing in a black kit sort of maybe nearer ninety seven ninety eight kind of time. But um, yeah, I was yeah. going to say it was quite a slow burner of an idea because obviously it was almost like kind of people were testing. It's like well, can can we have a black one? And it's like it kind of just <laughs> crept in really. Yeah, and some some teams kind of didn't go the whole hog with a completely black away shirt. They would sort of maybe have, I don't know, black with white sleeves. That, as I think, um, was that what Aston Villa did, or did it was it the opposite way around? But anyway, a few teams kind of put a bit of black on their away kit and their away shirt, but didn't completely um, go the whole hog on that. But um, but you know that uh, actually that black away kit that Man United had that season um, had a bit of yellow and blue trim here and there, like on the bottom of the shorts, which was quite a nice touch, I thought. And uh, and as you say, the old Newton Heath green and yellow half shirts with the black shorts, nice. I like it. I like it. And quite like actually quite a fan of the home uh, kit as well because it just had that vintage retro look and uh, done very nicely. Anything with a lace up collar, I just I'm a bit of a Bit of a one for if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, so to 1994-95, and the team that was top of the uh, table on Christmas Day '94 was Blackburn Rovers, who actually went on to win the title uh, the following May. And their kit was made by Asics, and this is another of my favourites. Actually, a nice simple design. Also has a slight element of sort of vintage retro about it. it had a sort of inset red triangle um, below the neck. 
or around about that sort of neckline, but it had a uh, blue and white button-up collar. Um, other than that, quite a simple sort of design, nice clean look, as indeed a lot of ASICs kits had back then. White shorts and uh, blue socks with a sort of white uh, band around the middle of the socks, actually. And the away kit, uh, very distinctive. Not sure that it was all that popular with, with fans of, of any team, frankly, but it basically consisted of a black shirt. There you go, 94, 95. But with red, um, I suppose you call them candy stripes, really, going across the shirt. Again, another red, uh, uh, sorry, another uh, button-up collar in red with a black inset triangle. But the shorts were red. So kind of odd one. You don't often see that, like I say, a black shirt with a coloured pair of shorts to go with it. But... Um, I don't mind it. I wouldn't say it's one of my favourites, but it's quite a distinctive look and uh, certainly uh, a sharp contrast to the home kit. Your views on those, Rich? Never liked that Blackburn shirt. I know it's obviously a, like an iconic one now because because of them winning the title in it, but I just don't yeah. like red on Blackburn shirts. Um, and mm. Whether it's you know whether it should be there or not is it's up to Blackburn fans really and and the and the club. But I just preferred. I think the one they had the following season when they didn't do particularly well in the Premier League, I much preferred because it had no red on it, it was just the plain blue and, mm. and white um, so I never really liked it and the away shirt I'm not a massive fan of at all, I think that's not mm. not. that's certainly not a memorable shirt at all is it, it's just <laughs> no, no. Let's, let's move on let's move on, 95, 96 and here we hey. have two rather nice kits from Newcastle United who were top and of course went on to finish second <laughs> having bought yes. Tino Espria and completely unbalanced the team and blown the whole thing out of the water. Well done, Newcastle. <laughs> um, now, this is the, the classic, uh, and I believe, is it number eight in the That's 50 right. greatest football shirts ever? Uh, right. The classic Newcastle kit uh, with uh, the granddad collar and the central white stripe. Um, absolutely gorgeous kit. And the away, which I believe is one of John Devlin's favourite kits ever, uh, which is the hmm. uh, very sort of rugby-inspired shirt, I would say, with a kind of yes. maroon and navy horizontal bands, and I think the trim is in ecru. Um, uh, that yes, kind that's of, right. The which, shorts are as well. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was never a massive fan of it at the time, but it has grown on me, and I do like the combination of colours. I think they're really nice colours, and it's a very unique shirt, actually. I don't think Newcastle have had anything like it since, uh, or particularly before. Yeah. Um, very nice, and again, similar granddad style collar. So yeah, two great kits there actually. And I think I would yeah. say if even if they didn't win the league, they won the league of kits that year. <laughs> and in fact, isn't that nice? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a little com compensation for you Newcastle fans, you know. And but at least it's all been high flying since. <clears throat> <laughs> well, yes, as yeah. fits the magnet. And actually, actually, this is the mid nineties, so the shirts, uh, the bog standard shirt size would just about fit Mike Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's fat. He is a big, fat man. Well, that's one of his good points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, interesting. A good point, actually, you make about the um, the Ecru. Because uh, I think back then it looked to me like it was white. They had white shorts and white detailing. But it was, you're quite right. It was a very pale cream colour. Um, and also, I was going to say, interestingly, that's not strictly true. Um, the Newcastle Brown Ale logo on the away kit was uh, actually different to the one that was on the home kit. The one on the home kit had a bit of sort of uh, golden yellow sort of detailing, but the one on the away shirt was mostly white. 
Um, but um, but you know, it's what it just actually goes to show. I think that the designers actually look into these things, and they sort of say they don't just say let's slap the uh, the the sponsor's logo on. They actually sort of say, do we need to tweak the logo? And in this case, they did. And I think it just sort of works well with the entire ensemble, as you say. Um, so on to 1996-97. Who was top of the Premier League in Chris on Christmas Day 1996? None other than Liverpool. And uh, they were wearing a Reebok uh, pair of strips that season. They went on to finish fourth, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately for them, at least. And I remember, Rich, this one. This um, I, I do think of this as a sort of Robbie Fowler kit, even though, of course, uh, many other players wore it. But it was... it. How do you describe it, really? It sort of had a white flappy collar with red trim, white cuffs with a bit of red trim. Um, but... I don't know, it's got a wrap-over collar as well. But other than that, it looked a bit sort of boring to me at the time, and I'm not sure my view of it uh, has, has improved in the uh, 20 years that have passed. Um, the away kit, we were discussing Ecru a minute ago, their away shirt was Ecru coloured uh, with black detailing. It had a round neck this time on the away <coughs> shirt. Um, black shorts, Ecru socks, which looked slightly better, but both those kits to my mind seem to lack a little bit of kind of pizzazz what do you feel uh, i agree with the home one it was a bit boring but i think i think wasn't this the first reebok kit because i think they'd had adidas the year before mm. um and i think the adidas the one from the year before was that one with the ridiculously large collar <laughs> uh, the stan <laughs> collymore one as i always remember it um which was also a very dark red so i remember seeing this one and being glad that they were kind of going back to a bright red but other than that, yeah, it was a bit dull. Uh, the the Ecru one, I actually quite like. I think it's a very smart kit. Hmm. Um, I, I do actually really like Ecru as a, a as um as a football away kit color. As, as a home, I think actually no, they work quite nicely as a home, I guess, if that were your colours. Um, but yeah. the thing that did really bug me with it, um, I've always said before about how I don't like how they completely turned the liver bird on the Liverpool crest into some tiny little thing. And I think mm. they, I can't remember if they still actually had the sort of three shields going on at the moment. I can't remember, because I can't see from the image, whether the liver bird had been released from its tiny shield um, on the crest, but it still had the sort of the two inner ones. And and then on top of that, they've gone and stuck it in a massive oval. And I just, I've, I've always said that I don't like crests being stuck inside other things. And, and Sometimes it works, and but generally I don't like it. And this was ludicrous because, I mean, the oval's big enough, but because they've stuck it inside an oval, the actual badge itself is quite small, and therefore the liver bird on it, it must be probably about, I don't know, no more than a centimetre tall, and it's just, oh, it just doesn't, it just annoys me. But I've covered that on many yeah. podcasts before. But the away, I actually really like the away, especially the contrasting black shorts. I think that's a really yes. nice mix, ecru and black. That's Quite interesting. Very nice, actually. I think I'd, certainly I'd, I'd go for the away kit better than you know over and above the the home kit. But um, I think what bothered me about the away kit back then was that it didn't. It, it's that thing again. Like I mentioned mentioned earlier on, you, at first sight you think it's a white shirt and white socks, and then you kind of go, oh no, hang on, there's a sort of little tiny hint of colour in that, and uh, and it just sort of bugged me. I'm like, well, if you're going to put colour in, put colour in and make it proper cream colour. And I know it's just. Seemed a little bit too pale almost, but um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, who was top of the Premier League table Christmas Day 1997, Rich? It was Manchester United again, who went on to finish second. Who won the league that year then? 
Chelsea? 97, 98, it might have been Arsenal. Oh, oh been, yeah, can't remember of course, now. yeah, yeah, probably was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Chelsea had won by this point, had they? Um, and no. uh, nice home kit. I, I'm not sure I liked it when it first came out. Was this the season that Beckham scored from the halfway line? I think, I think, ah, yes, that's the one. Yes, that's the start of the season. Yeah, yes. so this is the one with the sort of... Um, how would you describe that kind of geometrical shape print down the sleeves? Um, the one thing I was... My overriding memory of this shirt, actually, is the grey on the collar, because it just looked like they'd got dirty necks. You know, like when you wear a white shirt yeah. for work, and you come home and you take the shirt off and the inside of the collar's dirty. Well, it looks like that. So that also <laughs> reminded me. I think that's what I, my overriding memory of this shirt. So... Yeah, but it was a nice shirt. I think it's actually, I think it's aged well. I think it's a very nice shirt mm. to look back on. Uh, massive chunky ombro wording logo in the middle, no diamonds. And the away was, um, I, I suppose that's quite a bit of an iconic, well, not iconic, but a kind of uh, a typical manual away kit, really. It's uh, white, um, and it's got some uh, red horizontal bands and a big thick black band in the middle of it. Uh, but again, they've stuck the crest in a massive kind of pointy shield which is just unnecessary um but also classic sponsors you've got sharp on the home kit and sharp view cam who remembers the sharp view cam wow (laughs) for 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 those of you not born in the 1970s or the 80s the sharp view cam was back in the days when people used to use actual dedicated camcorders not even just digital cameras but actual camcorders with tapes in them um, they the, the first lot you used to have were massive and you used to actually have a shoulder rest on um, and then when they got smaller they, they were still fine but you still only had a viewfinder in them uh, so yeah. what you used to have viewfinder kids look it up because you won't have a clue what I'm talking <laughs> about um, and then Sharp introduced the ViewCam, which was the first one with ever, which had an LCD screen on it. Because at the mm. time, LCD screens were, you know, not very widespread. All your TVs were cathode ray tubes, which you couldn't really fit onto a camcorder. <laughs> um, and I think the only LCD screens you could get were the little Casio TVs that you could get, um, which I did. I had one of those. Uh, but Sharp <laughs> were the first people to put it on the back of a camcorder at an affordable price for a camcorder and it was very small so that's what the sharp view cam was and so to publicize that they actually had on the away shirts for menu the very dedicated sharp view cam not just sharp well on the next episode of what video uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> <laughs> now actually a fair part, i was wondering actually before you went into that uh, very detailed uh, lecture if you don't mind my using that word um <laughs> i was wondering if the, the term view cam was a reference to the fact that it was maybe the first video camera with a, a little preview screen on it and uh, you just confirmed that so thank you for that that's, that's wonderful my pleasure what have we got what have we got next week the nintendo gamecube are we dealing with that one i don't know what's uh, what's coming up actually that's the anyway. funny thing when you look back at the sponsors you can see where they've got specific products because i think arsenal had yeah. that as well Trying to think what Arsenal yeah. had. Because they, they had uh, Sega, wasn't it? So they were sponsored yeah, by Sega. Right. And I think um, one of their kits, I think their away kit had something... Oh, Dreamcast? It was the Dreamcast, yeah, of course, yeah. They, had, yeah. they were sponsored by the Dreamcast. Uh, so yes, it's quite interesting to see things like that, where you've got one sponsor <laughs> on the home shirt and then a, a slightly more, you know, where they're trying to push a specific product on the away shirt. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> enough about enough yes, about anyway. products on this kit <laughs> this kit sort of podcast I, I, I just want to say I, I still find it amusing when you see clips of Euro 92 when you see the Intel 486 advertising boards around the outside of the <laughs> it's always a good for a laugh yeah and that was um, that was also the one where you got the little eye denser on ITV for Sega 
Um, oh, yes, which that's was, right, yeah. used to bug the hell out of God, me. God, forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough enough of this. Right. Who's next? <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, when we were looking at Liverpool, was it Liverpool a minute ago who were uh, first and went on to finish fourth? I was thinking, that must be the biggest um, gap between <laughs> where they were at Christmas and where they finished. But no! In 98 to 99, who was at number one, Chris, at Christmas? Christmas Day 1998, Aston Villa. Yes, you remember them. Uh, they were uh, they wore a Reebok kit that season, but they finished sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That is indeed, you're quite right, the biggest drop from Christmas Day to the final position out of uh, any of the teams in Premier League history. Wow. Um, wow. Such as it is, <laughs> such as it is, the uh, the home kit that, um, uh, that uh, Umbro, what am I talking about? The home kit that uh, Adidas. Reebok. The home kit, the home kit that Aston Villa were wearing um, was quite nice. It was, um, I say, it was made by Reebok and essentially the the format is there if you're an Aston Villa fan claret coloured sort of body of the shirt pale blue sleeves um, sort of done in jacquard style with a sort of bit of white piping along the edge there white collar um, white shorts with a bit of uh, claret and blue sort of piping down the sides uh, or sort of striping down the sides pale blue socks um, you had an LDV uh, logo in the middle um, I think that I, what I'm sort of driving at here is that there's a certain undefinable something that I don't know it's a bit different from other Aston Villa home kits and I think it must be the shade of blue it's it's perhaps not as kind of like a bright summery blue as as they wear now it looks more of a sort of I don't know slightly desaturated shade of blue if that's the right word I'm looking for I don't know if that's just my imagination on that but uh, anyway not a bad kit though really uh, not one of their classics though I would have to say from my personal point of view more interesting, perhaps, was their away kit that season, which was, um, again, a sort of, um, yeah, like a sort of summer blue uh, shirt with a white wrap-over collar, but a black band running along the shoulders and sleeves. And then you had black shorts and white socks, so pale blue, black and white, which is an interesting sort of combo for, a, for Aston Villa on their away kits, but um, I quite like it, actually. They should probably wear that a bit more often. But um, anyway, your views on those two, Rich? Uh Quite nice. Uh, they're, they're very, uh, I suppose, classic Villa kits, really, uh, being the sort of the proper claret and blue. I don't know. I, I was never a massive fan of Reebok kits, and I think I've said that before on on, on our pods. Um, mm. And I, mm, there's just something about. I think the home kit's quite nice for a Villa kit, but a bit dull. Again, similar to the Liverpool kit, it's just a bit boring. And I think the away. Mm. No, it's just I don't like the shade of blue on it, and also I'm I'm really not liking these giant kits as well because they're all massive. <laughs> they're really really <laughs> baggy. baggy. Uh, so yeah, not again. Reebok just never quite worked for me. Not not liking them. They're just boring. Mm. Yeah, they're a little bit hit and miss. It has, it's uh, certainly fair to say there, Reebok. Um, but um, anyway, we now come to the 1999-2000 season. So um, who was top of the Premier League table? On Christmas Day in the last year of the century, Rich. It was Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Uh, <laughs> Leeds United. Um, and in a kit made by Puma. Um, now, yeah, it's all right. This was kind of early early days for Puma, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's They've got the Puma taping down the sleeves, which I don't think works for Puma because it looks like there's a load of insects down your sleeve. <laughs> It's um I'm not a massive fan of it. And the the rest of the kit, it's quite a retro looking kit actually. It's it's kind of got a V neck with a collar on it, and the collar looks like something the Admiral would have done. 
it, it does strike mm. me as very kind of retro-y. And it, I don't know, and, and the sponsor kind of, I don't know, the red on the sponsor doesn't fit well with Leeds either. It's just sometimes like we, I think like we've said before, where Bolton this year got, what was it, spin and win or something, and the sponsor <laughs> utterly ruins the shirt. And I think <laughs> similarly here, Packard Bell, Packard Bell, the wording on itself on its own would have been fine, but the logo's got quite a bit of red in it, and it just mm. seems to really distract. It's it's almost like it adds red to the kit, and it just doesn't look nice. Um, not not liking it to be honest. Uh, the away, it appears to be is that a silver shirt and purple. No, no, it's actually a, a pale blue. Oh, is it Two-tone really? Blue. My good god, uh, good grief. <laughs> um, <laughs> Penfold. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's hard to tell from the angle of the picture. Is that is that a chest band or is it only goes so far yes. across? So it's a whole it chest, is band. A chest band. Yeah. Wow, in purple. Hmm, light blue and purple. No, 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 no. dark blue. I would say. Oh, is it dark it's blue? Actually, it is, oh, okay. So it is a bit of a ropey. Oh, yes, I, I remember the one now. Yeah, actually, okay. So that's not too bad. Originally, it looked silver and purple, like Newcastle shirt from the sort of uh, mid eighties. Uh, actually, no, that wasn't purple. <laughs> no, Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, we're doing well today, aren't we, Chris? Too near Christmas. So too much eggnog. Um, anyway, yeah, t- t- talk about this kit, Chris, before I just walk- talk myself into the ground. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say, uh, earlier on I said um, this is sort of early days for Puma. Actually, I was wrong on that as well. I feel obliged to at least correct myself when I'm talking crap. Um, in fact, the first Puma kit um, that arrived in the top four divisions of English football was uh, in 1993, uh, Sheffield Wednesday's kit that uh, that year. Um, so this is sort of five, well, no, not five, six years on. Um, but I quite like the home kit, actually. It's, I, I like the use of blue and yellow piping along the bottom of the shorts and on the on the collar. And the Puma logo running down the sort of tape on the sleeves. Uh, OK, it might not be done as well as some of the classic other versions that you'd have found down the years, like Umbro or whatever, but um, or Admiral. But it's all right. It's quite nice. It shows that you could sort of still do that um, you know, in the latter part of the 1990s. Uh, the away kit isn't bad i quite like the sort of two-tone blue that was used pale blue shirt and and dark blue shorts but i prefer seeing leads in yellow i think for their away kit which is odd because i'm also the sort of person really who if I, I like to see a team having a light colored kit and a dark colored kit so that you've always got the contrast and i suppose white and yellow you've got two pale colored kits there really so i'm kind of contradicting myself but anyway pale blue and dark blue not bad a nice um a nice approach i'd like to have seen the away kit template used on the home kit though in some ways maybe like a yellow band across a horizontal band just below the neck or something i'm just riffing here and coming up with designs you know as i go along anyway into the new millennium as they used to say and um 2000 2001 uh, Christmas Day 2000, top of the table was Manchester United again, and as they've done before, they went on to win the title in 2000-2001. Um, three kits they had that season, um, red, white and blue effectively. Um, the home kit had a very simple sort of, what should we say, minimally styled black and white uh, wrap-over collar. Uh, same sort of detailing on the cuffs of the shirt. The Umbro logo was the wide almost sort of flattened uh, diamond version um, and pretty much pale white shorts virtually p- pale white shorts what do I mean clean sort of uh, white shorts <laughs> I want to go to bed um, <laughs> black shorts with red and white turnovers the away kit was a white shirt but it had dark blue 
kind of strange shoulder um, uh, panels, I suppose you could call those, kind of for like a, a patch, a dark blue patch, a bit like that um, Senegal uh, kit, I think we were talking about earlier on in some ways. Uh, very dark blue shorts and white socks and uh, a sort of round neck, I think that was. And then on the third kit, uh, that was a, a uh, sort of royal blue shirt, again a red round neck this time. Uh, red panels down the sides of the shirt and the inside of the sleeves. Uh, and then you had white shorts with a sort of red triangular panel at the top and red socks. I hope you're still with me so far. Basically a blue, white, red ensemble for the third kit. An interesting sort of ensemble there of those three kits, Rich. Um, out of those three, I think my favourite one was probably the white away kit. But uh, how many of those do you like? Uh, I agree with you. I, I really quite like the white away kit. I think it's a really nice kit. I especially like those sort of shoulder panel things. They're really nice. Mm. Um, never like the home kit. I'm pretty sure this was one of the first ones that had Vodafone as the sponsors. Uh, so mm. that annoyed me because I, I liked Sharp and Vodafone just didn't know I didn't like it. Um, and I didn't like that shirt either. And I, uh, and I don't like Umbro's flattened diamond. I really think that's a horrible logo. Just doesn't work mm. for me. So never liked this kit. And the, the third kit, I just always thought like a training kit. I think Man U had another dark blue third, uh, or it might have been there away a couple of years later or something, which was the one with the, um, horizontal pinstripes on it. Um, yes. which I didn't like either, uh, because that was, again, it just looked like a training shirt. It didn't look like an actual football hmm. shirt, um, or a leisure shirt or something like a polo shirt. So no, didn't, re- didn't really like these, but I really like the away one. It's very nice. Very nice. So moving on to the following year. Hey, look, it's 20, th- 2001. Why do I always say that? <laughs> 2001. Uh, and it's Christmas oh. day and look who's at the top again. It's Newcastle struggling to hold on to a lead again. Um, <clears throat> they ended up finishing fourth, uh, so not worse than last time, actually. Um, and now, I have mixed feelings about this kit, uh, may- mainly because I do like the actual design of it, because I think Argentina had a very similar um, kit like this, uh, very short-lived, um, because mm. it was when Ad- uh, Argentina were moving back from Reebok to Adidas, and they had like a very sort of brief interim kit just while they finished off some qualifiers for the 2002 World Cup. And it was a very nice kit. Um, and I think Newcastle is actually just as nice. Uh, I think it's nicer in the light blue because the Argentina one had the black trim on the collar as well, which actually contrasted really nicely. The Newcastle one is very nice because it's quite a sort of classic um, shirt. There's not a huge amount of extra trim on it, which used to, and I've made this comment before on Newcastle shirts, it really annoys me when they stick loads of extra superfluous trim and design elements on it because it just really breaks up the, the stripes. So this was nice, but on the front, NTL in purple mm. and green, which really <laughs> ruins the effect. And the stupid it thing does. is on the away shirt, they've got it all in white. So they could have actually done that. Well, I suppose <laughs> you can't have it all in white, but you could have had it in white. black and white, you know, and just like an <laughs> outline of it. So so that ruins it for me, unfortunately. Ne- and I never liked NTL as a sponsor. For some reason, I just didn't like them. Yeah. I didn't like the company. I didn't like the sponsor uh, either. The away shirt is a typical Adidas template of the time, which is the sort of... Um, uh, kind of just a the bog standard shirt that's uh, it's in light blue and it's got kind of like uh, panels under the arms in a kind of contrasting color which I think may have been the kind of mesh panels they had at the time. Uh, it's mm. it's nice enough, but it's it's a very dull shirt. It's nothing to it really. What do you think, Chrissy? Mm. 
I didn't much like either of those, particularly the home kit, which is absolutely spoiled by the NTO logo. And um, yeah, I mean, it's so distracting having a bit of purple and green on the front of a black and white shirt. Dear me. Um, but I mean, the rest of the, the template, I just thought lacked a bit of imagination, really. And it, it just was from Adidas. It just looked a little bit kind of um, uninspiring. I mean, you know, nice and neat and all that, but just, I don't know, didn't tick any boxes for me, really. Yeah, it um, it, it works a lot better in, in the Argentina version of it. And yeah. As, and actually, the, funny, the Argentina version has silver numbers on it as well, which actually looks really mm. nice. Um, so, yeah, never mind. Anyway. Right, moving on. 2002 slash 3. And who's sitting <laughs> at the top? It's Arsenal. Who didn't hey. finish top? They went on to finish second. Yeah. Um, but at least they're in the top yeah. four, and that's good for Arsenal. That's what they're aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes, indeed. Um, well, this is a classic one. This, the home kit is one of my, I think, is one of the best Arsenal sort of designs, home designs that they've had probably ever, actually. I don't know why I just really like it, but I'll leave it to you to do the description. Oh, you did the description on the last one, did you? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Let's, you can dis- describe it if you like. I'm not going to put a gun to your head if you want to do it. That's fine. Stop talking. <laughs> um, right, it's a, it's a plain uh, sort of red shirt with the white sleeves. I think it, the uh, the white sleeves cut in quite a lot. I'm trying to think what that particular yeah. um, design motif is called, where you have the sort of uh, sleeves running up from the armpits up to the sort of almost up to the collar, really. Is that Jack Harden? Uh, yeah, you might be right. I can't think. And John would know. John knows all these terms. I've been saying Jackard lots of lots of times in this podcast. I think I think I'm right in saying, that, but yeah. he knows more about this stuff than I do. He does. Um, and it's big classic O2 uh, logo on the front. And again, who who's O2? I know they still exist, <laughs> don't they? They're one of the few. Fans. Actually, are they getting bought out by someone? Yeah, they're getting their name changed now, aren't they? Um, are they? To BT I Mobile. I believe, I believe um, that's going to be BT Mobile, isn't it? I know, hang on, they used to be... Oh, what am I talking about? Jesus. BT, BT... (laughs) God. Here we go. Technology history again, folks. (laughs) Back in the day, you had Vodafone, and you had one-to-one, and you had BT Cellnet. Now, BT Cellnet became O2, one-to-one became T-Mobile, which eventually merged with Orange. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention Orange, didn't I? Uh, And they they became EE. (laughs) Okay? So that's EE. Now, you've still got O2... Uh, but I'm, I swear they're changing their name again. I swear that someone else has either bought them or they're going back to being BT Mobile or something like that. Anyway, Vodafone are still <laughs> around. <laughs> and now you have three as well, which is the Hutchinson Telecoms Group. There you go. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, well, thanks again. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so O2 are on the front. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that they, they'd recently had their new crappy badge as well. Mm. Um, I think they'd had that for a few seasons by this point, though. Um, but yeah, there you go. And the away kit, as modelled here in this picture by the lovely Sol Campbell, um, is a kind of, well, yeah, I think this is one of those designs which is actually quite intricate when you look at it. Um, it's, it's, so basically it looks like a sort of faded blue shirt with very navy sleeves, but there's actually, I think, um, a quite intricate sort of weird pattern, like a weird geometric pattern on it, um, which you can't really see unless you're up close. And the third shirt is a lovely, lovely golden one. Um, yes, with navy yep. trim. Not a massive fan of, of most of these, to be honest. I think I, I never, I don't know. Again, Arsenal with their kind of fixed design element of um, white sleeves and red chest. I think 
sometimes designers really struggle to do anything original, and I wasn't a massive fan of this one, to be honest. Now, I can see why. It's quite a sort of an out-there design on the home shirt. Um, but what I like about the, the whole kit is that um, they've just literally used only red and white. There's no navy, there's no gold, no black, no nothing. It's just red and white, and it just looks great. Uh, the cut in from sort of below the arms up to the neckline is quite sort of intrusive into the main sort of red body of the shirt. But I, I think, it's, as, as you say, they they you know, if you're a designer of a, an Arsenal kit, you're sort of thinking, what can I do with this? It's white sleeves and a red body on the shirt. What can you do? And so they came up with that, and it was, I thought it was quite distinctive. Uh, also a kind of red flash down the side of the shorts as well, which was um, quite uh, interesting. Um, two-tone blue for the away kit, I thought not bad. Um, and then we come back to a sort of gold shirt with navy blue and a bit of red piping and I'm not really a big fan of gold coloured shirts at all so I've said all that before so I won't labour that particular point so easily for me the home kit was the best of those three and so we now come to the 2003-04 season top of the table Christmas Day 2003 Man United again uh, this time uh, wearing a Nike kit basically this was the one that had kind of triangular black sort of flashes coming out from the neckline, also black panels down the side. Uh, but other than that, not much else to sort of speak of. It's a fairly plain red shirt other than those black bits and pieces. Um, a, a bit of a black flash on the shorts as well and uh, black socks. Fairly, fairly minimal design, but I thought quite a nice one. One of Man United's better ones from around that time. The away kit, uh, essentially all black, but it had white flashes down the side of the shorts in a triangular fashion and the front of the socks were white um so uh, yeah and a different sort of collar style on that one and then the third kit was white but it had very thin black horizontal pinstripes um and a strange collar which had sort of black outlines on this sort of flappy collar um it was an all white kit the third kit but it had black edging along the bottom of the shorts and also black turnovers on the socks um, red, black, and white was the combo there. Rich, um, do you have a favourite amongst those? No, I hate them all. <laughs> no, oh, okay. I really don't like them, any of them. I didn't like it when um, Knight took over at Menu as well. Just similar to the Vodafone mm. thing, I just, I don't know, it just didn't seem a, a fit for me. And I still think that. I, I don't like any of these shirts. I think they're all awful. Oh dear. Anyway, that's that's probably why they wanted to finish third, because they had rubbish shirts. Hmm, quite possibly, although that's, probably not. That said, looking at the next season, uh, <laughs> we have Chelsea, uh, 2004-05. Chelsea were top of the league at Christmas and finished top of the league as well in quite a dull set of shirts, frankly. Um, <laughs> I think, again, these are where it might be considered classics or they might be considered dull. I thought they were a little bit dull. It's a plain blue shirt with a, just a, a simple V-neck white collar. Um, so, like I say, a classic Chelsea shirt. Also quite dull. Um, just nothing to it, really. Not bad, but just, you know, meh. And the away was a, what looks like black with silver trim. Um, mm. And again, by this point, black was getting a bit passe because everybody had done it by now. So, yeah, it's, I quite like silver when they do it. And actually, it's not too bad. But eh, a, a pretty uninspiring set of kits, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, Umbro didn't do too badly with some of those kits for Chelsea, but that one in 0405 
not really one to write home about. And there, it was an interesting sort of... Um, I mentioned earlier on with regards to... Uh, I can't remember who it was now earlier on in the podcast. Some, I was saying about how if you've got a black shirt and then have coloured shorts, it looks sometimes a little bit jarring. And that was the case with the with Chelsea's Awake Kit, black, black shirt and sort of silver grey shorts. Um, but I think it was more interesting than the blue home kit. Um but I wouldn't rank either of them as classics as such. Um, anyway, that away kit for Chelsea uh, became the third kit the following season in 2005-06, and it was Chelsea again top of the table, and again they went on to win the title in 05-06. But this time, the home kit from Umbro was not blue with white trim, it was um, blue uh, with gold trim, and it had the sort of same motif on the shoulders as was, I think, seen on the England kit, I think. Um, sort of like a gold pointed cross motif basically and uh, other bits and pieces like the umbro logo were also in gold not much else to report on that kit really saying you know blue shirt blue shorts white socks thing the away kit uh, I think was quite an interesting one and I don't remember seeing it that often at the time but it was a white shirt black shorts black socks but on the white shirt it was a round neck pretty much maybe not a round neck um, but a different collar style, but it had um, black sort of pointed L-shaped um, uh, flashes, which, now Rich, were these on other teams' kits at the time? I seem to remember somebody else wearing that. Motif. Yeah, they were. I'm just, trying, I'm just, yeah, same. I was, as soon as I saw that, I thought, I've seen that before, and I'm trying to think who it was, but yeah, they did. I cannot hmm. think off the top of my head who had that, but yeah, I think it was a typical Umbro template at the time. Um, mm. Oh, that's really going to bug me now. Um, do you know what? I think Northern Ireland. Knows. I think Northern Ireland might have had that. Ah, you might be right there. Yes, that's ringing bells. I think basically, I say L-shaped, sort of like um, upside down and and mirror imaged sort of uh, L-shaped. I have a feeling that Northern Ireland had that as their um, the one-off shirt that they wore, which was um, right. oh, what was it? Might have been their hundred and twenty-fifth anniversary or something. But they had a one-off shirt where they had their kind of um, shirt, which was like in a kind of darker green, um, and it wasn't. Mm. It was basically. Um, oh, sorry. Was it? Yeah, I'm just trying to work out. Sorry if it was with Republic Ireland or Northern Ireland, because it was basically from a time when they weren't separated in two. Um, mm. And I'm sure they had that as their kit. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. However, going back to Chelsea, sorry, um, diverting again. Um, the home shirt I absolutely loved and still do. I really like blue with gold. I, I've always said that. I mean, I think we've had that with the Italy 06 shirts and the that Marseille third shirt that I really liked that everybody else hated um, in the 50 <laughs> greatest football shirts. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked this. I do really like blue with gold trim on it, and I think this was a really nice one. I believe it was Umbro's last kit for Chelsea as well. Um, and mm. they went out went out on a high, in my opinion, apart from the away kit, which is a bit cack. <laughs> um, this was something of a sort of um, low period for Umbro because, of course, they were going sort of into sharp decline one way or the other. In fact, in 05-06, they only supplied kit for three teams, actually, um, far from their heyday back in the sort of 70s and 80s. Three teams in the entire top four tiers of English football. But, um, yeah... Um, yeah, it does look better with blue with a bit of gold trim, I would say, um, rather than white. Um, they, it was just about the right balance, I think, Umbro found on that home kit that season. Not too much gold. 
Anyway, right. it was Northern Ireland's 2005 125th year shirt that, that had those things. So I was right, yeah. And it was Northern Ireland. Um, but again, it was yeah. back from when it was a United Ireland. So there we go. Fair enough. Update there for you. Um, okay, what's next, Rich? Next we have... Do we have... Uh, Man United. <laughs> uh, 2006-07, Man United in first and also went on to finish first that year. And they did so wearing three crap kits again. What is it with Nike? Man, I really don't like their Man United kits. Right, the home kit, plain red uh, with a white collar, sort of a split down the middle collar and then a bit of white piping and some white cuffs. Really boring. Away, uh, a white um, shirt with uh, like black side panels like underarm panels that's not too bad uh black shorts white socks boring and then the third one was a all blue kit with a bit of red trim boring oh and also they're sponsored by aig so i'm guessing that third shirt might have actually been the second shirt because i've just noticed that it's got it a vodafone logo so was that the second shirt from the year before that's right they were doing that thing again of demoting yeah. the second shirt to See, the third for the following season. I quite like that. I quite like when mm. teams do that because it kind of gives a bit of extra life and it stops them actually releasing a specific third shirt for that season. I quite like the way they do that. Um, yeah. However, uh, th- that seems to have died out nowadays because everyone just releases three bloody brand new shirts every year. But anyway, yeah, so your opinion... Oh, you can't wear that because that, that, you wore that last year. Yeah. All right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so anyway, your opinion on these three horrible kits, Chris. <laughs> Um, I the my favourite out of the three would be the away kit in white and black. Um, just nice sort of understated styling. The home kit, that red shirt with white piping on it. It looks like something Umbro would have designed in the early eighties. But and that's not necessarily bad. But it was just it, it just works better in nineteen eighty two. If you try and do a nineteen eighty two design in two thousand six, it sort of looks a bit kind of why are you doing this? It looks a bit boring, and it's been done before. Um, as for the blue third kit with red kind of bullhorn flashes across the shoulders and red red uh, collar and stuff, um, ah, that just jars. It's a bit like is it the current this year that uh, this season that Man United have got a blue away kit with red trim? Is it? I've lost track of which season we're in now. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, blue with red is oh, no, just just jars again with me. So yeah, away kit was the best of those for my money. Anyway. 2007-2008 next, and top of the table on Christmas Day was Arsenal, but they went on to finish third. And the kits that they wore that season, I think, were actually rather nice. The, the home kit, uh, again, as I say, made by Nike. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Red body on the shirt and white sleeves, but the white sleeves were sort of cut away more or less vertically from the uh, shoulder down to the armpit, uh, with... Um, sort of um, like a gold tape, if you like, sort of running down both sides of the shirt. White shorts, uh, white socks with red turnovers. Very nice, very sort of simple styling. Uh, the away kit um, was white uh, with a white shirt with um, red current shorts with a bit of gold sort of trim along the bottom. And I think the socks were red current as well with white turnovers. That's sort of tapping into that whole sort of Arsenal, was it Arsenal Centenary or was it the Highbury Centenary or whatever that red current thing was that they were doing back then? It's kind of tapping into that a bit. Yeah, well, it was when they were leaving Highbury, wasn't it? Yes, I think that's it, yeah. I can never remember that for some reason. Um, and then the third kit was um, red, like a sort of, I suppose, like a dark red and navy blue hooped uh, shirt with a, a big sort of, a fairly big sort of flappy collar, bit of gold detailing. 
navy blue shorts and navy blue and dark red hooped socks, which I think is really nice and I think would have worked equally well just as a sort of away, away kit, really. But three pretty strong designs. But did you like those ones, Rich? I did, actually. All three. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I think three very nice designs. I think the home kit is, is actually very nice for a, a Nike Arsenal shirt. I think it's classic mm. Arsenal. I like, I, I do honestly prefer it when the sleeves cut away um, on, on a straight. And I think just yeah. the little bit of extra trim down the down the sides, very nice. And, and it's a very tight shirt by the look of that. Uh, yeah, just quite mm. neat. I think I'm not mad keen on the way. I quite like the colours. It's a bit bland, but you know, it's, it's functional. And I, I think the third's very nice, actually. The, the kind of strong colours. Yeah, yeah, very nice set of shirts, actually. Better than the really? night crap that they produce for Man United. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so to 2008 09, uh, top of the table, Rich on Christmas Day was. It's that there, Liverpool. Eh, eh. And went on to finish second, you know, mustn't let it slip or something like that. It was a different season where they were top and then finished. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, wearing Adidas, uh, the home kit, never really a great fan of the neck on this one. It's the one where they've kind yeah. of got a, a neck which sort of seems to jut out a bit at the front. That's really hard to describe, sorry. Um, quite a plain kit for Liverpool, you know, just red all over. Nice bright red, though, so I do like that. The away kit, however, I did like, um, because that was when they had their grey kit with the sort of checkerboard uh, pattern on it, which looked very retro, because obviously it was the same sort of grey they had in the late 80s. So I, I did like that. Um and I like the checkerboard pattern, which they didn't have in the late 80s, but obviously Umbro did at the time. So that's an odd, that's yeah. odd actually, because they're kind of, actually no, it was a mixer of Umbro and Adidas, I guess, because uh, Umbro had the checkerboard pattern, the shadow pattern, uh, but Adidas obviously gave them the grey. So I did like that, very nice, uh, and it actually looked nice in all grey, because it had grey shorts and socks as well. But the third kit, they seem to have borrowed yeah. it off a referee. Because <laughs> it's a kind of what colour would you describe? That's teal, almost really yeah. slightly darker than teal. Um, it, it looks like an early Premier League referee kit. It literally looks like he's nicked the referee's <laughs> kit. Um, I didn't even know they had that one. Um, yeah. I don't don't remember it from the time as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not so keen on the home. Look, really like the away and the third. No thanks. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of um, the same when sort of thinking of Liverpool kits as uh, as well as Arsenal kits. I think both Liverpool and Arsenal sort of look good in a yellow away kit uh, one way or the other. And obviously Liverpool didn't have a yellow away kit in 2008-09. Uh, like you, I like the grey away kit. Very uh, nice nod back to uh, the late 80s. And the third kit in sort of teal with black shorts and teal coloured socks... Um, it's another one of those ones which you can sort of file in the in the kind of category of nice kit, but not for that team. It would have worked well for somebody else, but um, I just thought kind of unnecessary. Um, would rather have seen, say, a yellow third kit for Liverpool, but uh, naturally we didn't get that. Uh, when do the fans ever get what the fans want? Uh, off the soapbox we go, on to 2009-10, and uh, top of the table, Christmas Day 2009, was Chelsea... Who went on to win? Who went on to win the title? And they were wearing an Adidas kit, um, which sort of obviously sort of moved on from the last time we mentioned Chelsea are wearing Umbro. And this was the home kit. This was the one where the shirt had this sort of body armor kind of paneling almost across the the top of the chest, 
and some other kind of shadow pattern detailing as well further down. But other than that, not much else to report, just the sort of standard uh, Adidas three-stripe trim um, in all the usual places. Um, but quite a nice kit, I guess. Um, the away kit um, was two-tone dark grey in hoops um, with a very bright sort of almost like a luminous yellow detailing, a wrap-over collar this time, and the Adidas logo in the middle of the shirt rather than to the left, um, and the badge, the Chelsea badge, sort of done just in yellow. And then you had sort of very dark grey shorts and socks, again, a bit of bright yellow detailing. And then also a third shirt, this was all white, but it had blue Adidas stripes on the shirt, but again, as we just mentioned a short while ago with uh, Man United, um, horizontal pinstripes in blue, um, which uh, didn't look too bad. Um, actually, not not a bad set of kits, those three, but um, I, I always have a bit of a problem when the home kit and the away kit are, are a similar tone of colour. And I suppose blue is a fairly dark colour, and in this case, the away two-tone dark grey. I just Again, it's that thing I like to have one kit, dark and one kit light just a nice sort of contrast but anyway i'll stop going on about that again rich your view <laughs> uh yeah the home kit's a bit bland uh i wasn't a massive fan of that kind of armor panel look um it's a functional kit the away i always thought that was a kind of two shades of blue because i thought that i can't remember no it was gray mm. wasn't it it was kind of gray yeah. blue uh i quite i mean i like it as a kit but like you say as a as an away it's a bit stupid because it's it doesn't really provide any sort of um, you know, change whatsoever. Really, you're going, especially because it does look the sort of grey blue, and it's a dark kit. Yes. So, yeah, the third would have been a much more functional away, but uh, the third's also quite dull. So, yeah, I do really like the away kit, and the rest of them, yeah, they're all right. One thing I've just noticed though is that every time Chelsea appear on this list, they also then went on to finish first. <laughs> I don't think there's any other one of the team on here that I think did that, and that's Leicester. And that's purely because yeah. they ha it's the only time they're on here. But everyone else generally um, doesn't always finish first. Um, yeah. Chelsea do every single time they're on this list. Oh, you've given away the ending now, Rich. Oh, God. No, I've, I've given away it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester oh, we, won the title last season. Yeah. Damn it. No. <laughs> Who we got next? Uh, we have in 2010-11 Man United uh, in Nike again, uh, who actually did go on to finish first. Um, <clears throat> now, here is a night kit I don't actually mind. In fact, there's two kits in this, in this range that I actually quite like. Uh, the home kit was the one with the, um, uh, all red shirt and then a, it was their quite, sort of, I'm trying to think how you describe it. A sort of very sort of a v-neck with a th sort of very small collar on it. Um, and quite a wide v-neck, but with the very thin actual neck. Oh, I'm not really not describing this well. Um, uh, if you look it up, that's that's how you can see what it looks like. Um, it was it was like a kind of a thin V-neck with a, a, a small collar on it as well. So rather than a thick V-neck, it was like a nice thin one. I actually thought this was a very nice shirt because um, it's a classic. You know, it's very simple. I think it was of the. I think Corinthians had the same style. Uh, for the mm. shirt that ended up in the 50 greatest football shirt. So it's that style of neck. And I actually think this worked really well. And then there's a slight bit of piping down the sleeves, which I think was their kind of rubberized piping that they had um, at mm. the time on all their kits. Very nice, I actually thought. Um, the away kit, not so much. White kit with two sort of like a red and a black shoulder panel. 
um, on them. I don't like that. It just, it's a bit jarring. But the third kit, which I believe is the away kit from the previous season again, um, that is mm-hmm. the all black with the blue chevron on it. Now, I really like that. I was really, cause I'm, yeah. I, I think I've said from a massive fan of blue and black together and I just thought that looked really nice. Very, very smart indeed. So yeah, yeah. happy with that. So actually, not a bad set of kits to be honest. Yeah, I, I also uh, particularly fond of those um, Nike chevrons that were going around at the time, and uh, yeah, black with a blue chevron, very nice indeed. Um, actually, quite like all three of those kits. Not much else to sort of add to that, except a, a good set of kits, really. Um, so, so that's that season done, and then we come on to Manchester City's finest hour, which of course was two thousand eleven twelve, and um, their kit curiously was uh, made by. Umbro, first time we've heard from Umbro for a while, and um, their kit was actually all pale blue at home, um, sort of harking back, I suppose, to the sort of late 70s when previously their kit was made by Umbro Man City, Um, but this time it had a very nice simple white v-neck collar, um, pretty much plain other than that in pale blue, same for the shorts, and the socks had um, pale blue and white hoops, but just a really delightful, simple classic sort of umbro kit really really beautiful unfussy styling really nice um for the away kit they went uh, retro again went back to the old classic red and black stripes on the shirt uh with uh, a black round neck collar black shorts black socks and then they had a third kit which was um i think may also have been the away kit from the previous season i'm not entirely sure that i think that's right basically a very dark blue uh, shirt with light blue uh, detailing around the collar and so on and I think it was usually worn with white shorts I think the previous season it had navy blue shorts um, and uh, so I mean that's your sort of options really pale blue red and black stripes dark blue um, but I think particularly the first two of those kits were really lovely and uh, of course that's Man City top of the table Christmas Day 2011 and they went on to win the title the following May uh what's your thoughts on these ones rich uh not bad uh quite as a set of kits quite quite decent um i i wasn't the only thing i didn't like on the home kit was that the collar because they had that kind of inset with the sort of um blacker uh, not blacker the the blue and white checkerboard which kind of yeah. rose up from inside the collar and it's just i always that always made me think it was going to be really uncomfortable and i believe i think was this the kit that had that kind of sound wave pattern on it as well? Yes, you're yeah, right, which was, yes. the, was apparently the roar of the crowd. Um, it was kind <laughs> of when they were, yeah, it was. Well, it was kind of after Adidas when, when Umbro had done a couple of their tailored by range, and they were kind of having to think of something to do, which was kind of looking tailored by, but also a bit modern. So they stuck that on the front. Um, it's it's nice enough. It's it's not my favourite Man City shirt at all. It's it's. Yeah, it's all right, but mm-hmm. I do actually think the the um the the away and the third are, are quite nice as well. Like I say, I think they actually work as a set of kits. None of them are particularly inspiring on their own, but I think as a set of kits, they work really well. Hmm. So I love go. the red and black striped one. That's just lovely, and I think what really sets that off is the uh, the sponsor logo Etihad Airways plus mm. the Umbro diamond in yellow. I think the yellow works really well on that yeah. red and black. Background. I'm not a massive fan of red and black, but actually, like I say, for a red and black striped shirt, it does work really well. Um, mm. Very nice. And in fact, it, am I right? Did the actual stripes sort of 
they they seem to turn into hoops down the sleeves by the look of it. So they kind of yeah, they, if you lay the shirt out flat, then the stripes carry on. But obviously, at the, the shirts are at an angle, they they end up going uh, like almost into hoops. That's quite nice. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Like that. That, so that was deliberately designed that way. Yes, indeed. So that basically, when a player had scored and he sort of celebrated with oh, his arms yeah. outstretched, and then all the stripes went downwards, including on the sleeves. So that's yeah, uh, nice little detail. That I like that. Yeah, uh, and right. moving moving on to 2011 to 13, uh, and it's the other 12, half, 13. Manchester, who are at the top, and also want to finish first that season. And it's the Nike tablecloth shirt, uh, which <laughs> is the Man United shirt with the sort of, I suppose, almost like a gingham kind of shadow pattern on it, uh, which does look like a tablecloth and very plain uh, V-neck in black, uh, white shorts and very plain black socks. Crap, in my opinion. <laughs> Didn't like that. I mean, I normally like, the stupid thing is I normally like a sort of tablecloth shadow pattern. I just don't think it works in the red. Uh, the away kit was equally crap, uh, being all white and with Nike's ridiculous neck, uh, the one that kind of almost goes all the way down to the sponsor. Never like that. Horrible. And the third shirt was uh, a basically mid-blue and navy horizontal stripes. Was that the away kit from the previous season? I don't think I don't I know think if it was. That, I'm not sure actually. Or was yeah. it brand new? But that's quite nice. That's actually quite nice. Don't mind that. Also, what's worse about these is the awful sponsor of Aeon in its kind of ridiculous, mm. giant, bold sort of child scrawl font. Sorry, don't like it. <laughs> don't like any of those. Actually, no. I said I, I lie. I don't like any of those kits apart from the third one. So, <laughs> hmm. the the away shirt in white um, with a bit of red trim um the collar it reminds me of like a baseball shirt almost i don't and i'm not even much of a baseball fan so i'm not sure if i'm getting my reference right there but that's what it reminds me of yeah um and the gingham pattern on the home shirt i remember when that came out i just thought what on earth were they thinking no it's just i mean i wouldn't say i hate it i just i'm all for kind of unique distinctive design that breaks the mold a bit but i just thought it, it does look like a tablecloth i'm sorry like a very you know, a, a tablecloth that you'd find in some kind of strange Dracula-themed restaurant. I'm going to throw that one out there, see if you can <laughs> um, run with that. Um, anyway, I hope you're still with us, ladies and gents. We're now on to the 2013-14 season. Top of the table, Christmas Day 2013, Liverpool. And uh, this time they were wearing a Warrior Sports kit, or set of kits actually, and uh, I think the word controversial is probably as good as any uh, to describe these three. They went on to finish second in the end. Um, but anyway, the, the home it, kit... It just slipped away, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, the, I remember the home kit not being in any way inspired by that because I just thought it was a bit unimaginative. But I think time has um, improved my view of it. Basically, a fairly plain red shirt, um, yellow uh, manufacturer <coughs> logo, Liverpool's, Liverpool badge and sponsor logo. But around the neck and on the cuffs, you had sort of double white um, stripes um, running parallel, um, and a little bit of that on the uh, on the sort of shorts and, and socks as well. But it was the away kit and third kit that got everybody's tongues wagging that season. I'm sure you don't need me to remind you, but basically, home shirt white. Uh, sorry, away shirt. Big pardon was white, uh, shorts black, socks black. But the shirt, as well as having some red sort of uh, taping here and there had that strange kind of bizarre um you know snow effect that you used to get on those old tvs back in the 1970s um which 
I think almost to a man, the entire population of the UK at least hated. Um, and then the third kit was um, a, a mainly black shirt, white and purple. Um, I'll just say white and purple detailing. <laughs> it's going to take me too long <laughs> to describe that. White shorts, again, with some white and purple down the sides. And then um, sort of white and purple socks in a sort of hoop um, sort of pattern where the where the hoops are sort of decreasing in depth as it goes down. The the away and third kit's just bizarre. And yet, uh, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes you have to do kits like that just to sort of shake it up a bit and to get everyone sort of going, Arr! and then you can all move on after that. You can get back to something normal just to sort of, it just resets everyone's perception, I think, of uh, kit design. Anyway, what were your views on uh, these ones rich uh the home shirt i i did really like i thought it was very nice i think most liverpool fans really liked it as well i think the neck was harking back to the early 80s shirt the the pinstripe one Umbro, yeah. um yeah um and i, I it was nice because it actually had a bit of shadow patterning on it and i think it's a, a to me it's a really nice classic liverpool shirt i think it's really really sort of strong and i, I i'm very happy with that one the away and the third i quite like because that to me they are what's what i call the horoscope skiing shirt and the space invader shirt because the the away one the pattern on it looks like the sort of forest that horace went skiing in horace horace was a an early 80s computer game thing um he was <laughs> and one of his games was horoscope skiing and it just looks exactly like it so you know for anyone knows early spectrum games then that's what that is and then the third shirt just reminded me of a space invader because the actual sort of geometric shape in purple on it just had the same sort of look almost as a space invader so i have fond memories of those for that but i think you're right though you have to do this occasionally to completely screw up everyone's perceptions of everything and then like you say after that it's like well we're on day one again we're on year zero mm. so yeah uh yeah <laughs> Brilliant home shirt, yeah, and, and insane ideas away, but you know, quite fun at the same time, especially as yeah. they buggered up the title that year. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, we've only got two left to go. Twenty fourteen, fifteen, and at number one on Christmas Day, we've got Chelsea, who also, again, as I said before, went on to finish first. Now, the Chelsea home kit uh, made by Adidas, I I think, is a very nice kit. Actually, in fact, I think the home and away are very nice kits third not so much uh, the home one is their tr traditional sort of royal blue color and it appears to have some kind of horizontal banding on it i i did think this was a very nice shirt at the time again not a huge amount of detail on it but just a sort of nice simple classic uh chelsea shirt the away one i think is very nice a bit arsenal-y actually um mm. yellow shirt with navy trim navy collar and navy adidas stripes that's about it but just looks very smart Na uh, sorry yellow shorts and yellow socks with uh, navy turnovers and the adidas stripes on it and a little chelsea lion in uh, navy and then the third kit is a kind of i think it's i'm not sure if it's black or navy but then there's kind of like uh got an aquamarine what the hell is that it's kind of like i think it's just a load of like fronds, I'm going to call them. A load of fronds coming up from the bottom of the shirt um, into uh, the the sort of halfway through. Uh, is, are you just making the picture bigger now so I can see I'm it? I'm just expanding the picture so we can all have a oh, good look and go. a good laugh. Yeah, it's it's basically like a kind of, uh, an, what would you call it? Um, 
Ah, oh, damn! What were those, those things it called? It looks a bit a like levelizer. That's it. I was going to say, well, it's called a level indicator sort of thing. You know, that you used to get yeah. on those old stereos where you have your little pulsing <laughs> LEDs going up and down. It's interesting enough, you know. It's kind of it's, it's a third shirt, so who really cares, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's not black, but it's a it's black. It's like a very dark grey with the merest hint of blue in it. It's just yeah. to take the edge off, but not a lot. Um, yeah. Um, what should we say about that? I'd, I'd certainly go with the away kit. They're bright yellow shirt, shorts, and socks. Beautiful with a with actually a, a kind of an old fashioned style sort of collar, really in blue. Um, very sort of eighty style collar in a way. Um, and the home kit was okay, but a little on the boring side. And um, and as for the away kit, it was just that. Another one in the category of why did you bother making this? It's just sort of in a colour that doesn't particularly add much to the to the the, the the ensemble that they had for that season. But anyway, there you go. And then that brings us up to virtually the modern day. Um, last year's title winners, Leicester City, were top of the table on Christmas Day 2015. And they went with a sort of blue, black and white combo. The home kit, as you will remember was uh, all blue with some gold uh, edging, uh, gold around the V-neck and also down the side of the shorts and on the socks. The away kit was black um, with some with the equivalent sort of white detailing, a white band down the sleeves, down the sides of the shorts and on the socks. And uh, there was also a pattern on that black shirt. I'm not quite sure what it was, but um, you might know more about that one, Rich. But um, there was also the away kit, sorry, the third kit, I should say, which was all white with blue on the sleeves and down the sides of the sock, down the sides of the shorts and the socks. Nice sort of simple combination there. Not too much in the way of fussy detail. Nice and easy to see on the pitch and indeed on TV if you are watching Leicester winning the title gloriously as they did. Um, what do you know about that pattern on the on the black shirt though, Rich? Uh, let me just go back to it because I was just doing something else. The the black pattern on the what? Sorry, on the on the away. Um, shirt which is black with white sort of detailing and there, there's a kind of shadow pattern going on then I couldn't yeah. quite see it on the uh, on the pictures that I was looking for earlier on when I was In doing the state, research I, I have no idea absolutely Strange no idea kind of geometric shapes I think but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, very nice kits though um, not mad keen on the away uh, not again I find black as an away kit a bit boring it's like been done to death uh, the home shirt's very nice because again you've got blue and gold um uh, and the away kit, very, very nice. Uh, sorry, the third kit, very nice as well. It's that um, Puma stripe down the sleeve um, in white and blue. Looks like an Italy away kit. So, yeah, nice. Just very, three very sort of plain, strong kits, really. And uh, just, I have just added into this document Chelsea's kits for this season. Because looking at the table, I, I would say it's almost certain that Chelsea are going to be top on Christmas Day. Um, you reckon? I, well, they're six points yeah. ahead of the Looking next like team, it, and I th- I'm trying to think. I think there might only be one game potentially between now and and Christmas Day because Christmas Day is. Oh, I don't know actually because Christmas Day is a Sunday, isn't it? So, mm, yeah. but I suspect they will be top. So let's just have a quick look yeah. at this year's Chelsea kits. So the Chelsea home is a another sort of plain Adidas blue shirt. Uh, with a white v-neck collar with a bit of trim on it and then the biggest feature of this is the chelsea lion as uh, a sort of shadow print all over it which i'm not mad keen on i'll be honest uh, <laughs> it just doesn't mm, i don't know it looks a bit tacky in my opinion um <laughs> yes. 
and I can't work out of the remaining two shirts which is the away and which is the home. I do apologise. There's a a kind of uh, a white one with pretty much a reverse of the home kit, I guess, as bad as as obvious as you could say that. Um, and then the uh, the other shirt, which I think is the away, uh, is a kind of God, what is that? It's that kind of, it's the one that I think Germany had as an away kit, the same template. So it's kind of black and charcoal grey yeah, horizontal stripes with luminous yellow trim. So not brilliant kits, not too bad, I think. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, none of them are particularly, I think you're absolutely right about the home shirt. It just looks a bit kind of, again, it's like trying to do 80s styling. And it's 2016, heaven's sakes. Let's, let's try and kind of move forward, shall we? Yeah, um, would have looked look good in about 1986, but unfortunately it's 30 years on now. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I have a bit of a problem with kits that are black and charcoal grey. I just find them, not surprisingly, not that inspiring because they're not very bright and kind of dynamic. But um, as for the white kit, uh, which may or may not be the second or third kit, um, not bad at all. Nice, clean, simple, bit of blue uh, edging, Adidas stripes and such like. So that's fine. So I'd probably go for the white one out of those three. Yes. Well, there you are. That pretty much sums up uh, in uh, rather elongated fashion the uh, the kits that were worn by the teams that were top of the table on Christmas Day uh, since 1992. If you've got any particular favourites, uh, any that you particularly dislike, do let us know. We'll give you all the contact details very shortly towards the end of the podcast. Um, as it is, we have to move on and give you uh, details about the kit-off vote that we are putting for you. But first of all, we have to give you the result from the last uh, kit-off vote from episode number 10, in which you'll remember we were looking at Denmark's Euro Hummel away shirts. And uh, we put three designs in front of you from Euro 84, Euro 88 and Euro 92. And the way the voting went was that we had 108 votes in the end. Thank you very much indeed to all of you that took part, whether you voted on Twitter or on our website. And uh, in third place was shirt C, the Euro 92 shirt. And that got only 10% of your votes. Uh, Second was shirt B from Euro 88. That was the one with the two red hoops around the bottom of the shirt. That got 25% of your votes. But the winner by a country mile was 65% of your votes was the Euro 84 shirt, uh, the one which uh, basically was a white shirt with red sleeves and all the Hummel chevrons and stuff running down the sleeves, which is an absolute beaut. And I think we both sort of picked that one out as our personal favourites last time around, so we're quite pleased that that one won. But uh, thank you again, all of you that took part in the voting, and we have another vote for you this time around. Uh, we are uh, using our theme from our main topic this week of uh, shirts that were top at Christmas. And, well, we picked out three pretty much at random and uh, as always we try and get three different eras um so uh, the ones we have got for you this time around shirt a is norwich's shirt from the 1992-93 season yellow with green and white flecks made by ribeiro shirt b is the leeds united shirt that i think we were divided in opinion on earlier on uh, basically made by puma puma logo running along a tape down the sleeves and shirt C is the Man City shirt from 2011-12. Simple, pale blue, white v-neck collar. Um, and I think white panels down the side, which I might have forgotten to mention earlier on. But basically three different uh, approaches as far as shirt design is concerned. We'd like you to pick your favourite just for a bit of fun. So uh, basically we'd like you to go to our website, 
thefootballattic.com. Uh, or also, if you uh, follow us on Twitter um, at uh, twitter.com forward slash footballattic, um, there you will basically, if you go to our profile page, pinned to the top of our profile page, you'll find uh, some voting buttons there as well. Uh, and you can basically uh, register your favourite shirt of those three there. So we invite you to do that and we'll give you the winner on the next podcast. Uh, so thank you very much indeed for taking part in that. Um, we got a little bit of uh, feedback from the last podcast, Rich, didn't we? Um, we first did. of all, first of all, we had a bit of um, banter with a few people who were basically pulling us up about our uh, pronunciation of, and I'll have another go at this, uh, podcast Peldrud, um, which is a Welsh football um, kit account on Twitter. That's pretty much how I pronounced it. And I think I was the closest out of the two of us, Rich. I don't want to kind of humiliate you in front of literally, you know, two or three people listening in. But um, I think my pronunciation of the Welsh was a bit closer than yours. That's all I'm saying. To to be fair, I was going for comic effect. And also my pronunciation (laughs) of the word pronunciation is better than yours of pronunciation, which is wrong. So up your bum. (laughs) Child. Anyway. Um, on a similar uh, note, um, talking about sort of Welsh and that kind of thing, um, Shaky, our friend, Simon Shakeshaft, um, he uh, told us on Twitter that, um, well, in fact, he pulled us up because I think, I think I may have said on the last podcast that um, uh, Hummel were the makers of the Spurs 1991 FA Cup final kit, which actually, of course, was Umbro. So, <clears throat> excuse me, apologies, everyone. And uh, thanks, Simon, for uh, pulling us up about that and correcting us. Do like to get the details as right, uh, right as possible, as often as possible. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think my voice is um, finally packing up, which is a blessed relief to uh, those people listening in. Um, also, on the website, we had a few comments. Uh, first of all, our old friend Andy Rockle. He said, um, he said, I bought the Dunfermline 1992-94 Hummel shirt that we mentioned on the podcast for his brother. It was. Uh, he said, um, tried to find the phone number for their club shop, but couldn't. So he rang the main switchboard. He said... They advised that there was no club shop, but Parker Sports in the High Street was the place to go. So he said he ordered a shirt, posted off a cheque, and that night, to his astonishment, the shirt, a complimentary mug, and car sticker arrived the next day. Uh, they didn't even wait for the cheque, so uh, clearly uh, someone trusts you, Andy, uh, even if the rest of us doesn't, uh, don't even. Um, but um, anyway, thank you for that. That's a lovely uh, little anecdote there about the old Hummel shirt. Um, our friend Austin Long over in the US. Hello, Austin. He said, uh, great pod, didn't know much about Hummel, including their German origins. He said, um, looking forward to exploring the, the brand, um, exp- especially Rich's premise that they can be amazing or crap. Well, yeah, that's that tends to be our sort of general view on the old Hummel kits. Um, but, uh, yep, thank you, Austin. And Rob Carey, um, thank you for your comments about the podcast. He said, do you remember Alan Ball's white Hummel boots that were so uncomfortable that they ended up painting his Adidas ones white? Um, I was unaware of that little um, story. Actually, you knew about that one, didn't you, Rich? It's a, it's a new one on me, but I love that st- story. Yeah, I'd, I had heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, w- I wouldn't, didn't remember it at the time, though. But yeah, yeah. funny. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, thank you. That's pretty much the um, the long and the short of the feedback that we got <clears throat> from the last podcast. And um, and that's it, except to give you all our contact details. Really, um, if you want to drop us a line. Talk to us about the kits that we mentioned in the in the Christmas Day section. Uh, then uh, please do get in touch with us. Twitter.com forward slash football attic. Facebook.com forward slash the football attic. 
www.thefootballattic.com is our website and if you want to email us you can do so at admin at thefootballattic.com uh, and just to repeat the appeal that I put out on the last podcast if anyone knows of any good websites where there's good photographic um, stuff uh, from the, uh, all concerning the Dutch national team uh, do let me know get in touch um, I'm just looking for some websites that have got good pictures clear pictures if possible so we can see what the kits look like because I'm illustrating them for uh, my Kipliss website kipliss.co.nz so uh, looking forward to hearing from you and in fact I've already heard from uh, who was it I've forgotten now somebody got in touch with me and I apologize if it was you um, but um, yeah I've already got oh I think it was Austin actually I do apologize I think it was Austin who um, told me about a website with some bits and pieces on so thank you very much indeed for that but if you've got any details ladies and gents get in touch anyway Rich uh, any other any other business bought any shirts recently I think you're uh, no I haven't actually I haven't bought anything for quite a while um, I think the last one I bought was possibly the uh, Cov sort of 87 retro one the 87 FA Cup final one that's quite a while I've not actually bought anything oh I tell a lie no that's not true I've bought three <laughs> but it's just because they haven't actually arrived yet that's why I've bought three different ver- well three slightly different versions of the uh, Argentina 86 away shirt there is a guy mm. selling uh, retro versions on eBay at the moment and I managed to get one of those I got, got two of those because um, they're pretty close and they've got the number on the back uh, so mm. uh, what I am planning to do with those is use the silver glitter spray paint the fabric glitter spray paint that I bought a while ago um, to actually, now I've got the number on the back of it as a template, to actually put the silvery glittery number on the back. I also bought another one, which is a, an even more slightly accurate version of that shirt uh, from a seller in Russia, which I'm waiting for that to arrive. Um, and that's got a silver number on the back, and I might actually add the glitter to that as well, because the original shirts had glittery sort of American football type numbers on the back. So, so yeah, so I bought those, but other than that, nothing, because I have not bought any. So you've not bought yourself some presents for Christmas? I remember you sort of saying... No, I haven't. No, I, practice. I, yes, I, I used to, didn't I? Yeah, no, well, I, I sometimes buy some in the sale afterwards if I can. But yeah, I used to get some to open on Christmas Day. But now I've been, I've been too focused on actually find, funding my iPhone. <laughs> so, yes, I've just bought a new phone. So I'm actually... Everything I own is going towards that at the moment. So, <laughs> Oh, well, fair enough, I suppose, yes. Um, okay, well, I mean, that's that's pretty much all we've got for you, except to sort of say that we wish you a wonderful Christmas, have a lovely time over the festive season, hope your 2017 proves to be a happy and joyous one, have a great time over Christmas, and uh, we will be back with more Football Attic Kit podcasts in 2017. Uh, until then, have a wonderful time for myself and for Rich. It's goodbye to you all. Goodbye. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and goodbye.